Luke chapter 23, verse 39. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. I want to talk about a prayer answered while on the cross. I just want to just look at that from this perspective. You may be seated. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for songs that have already been offered up. Give you all the glory. You deserve all the praise. Take my finite mind and body and use it to your glory and I ask God that you would be manifested in the preaching of your word and I give you all the glory today for just allowing me to stand and since I'm on assignment I pray that you would use me to the end that you might be glorified forgive me of all sins cleanse me from all unrighteousness hide me behind your cross the people would see Jesus in your name I pray, amen. I want to thank God for the privilege of him allowing us to eavesdrop on this conversation while on the cross. Grateful to God that God never stops speaking. You look at this critical hour as our Lord is hanging on the cross between two thieves. I am grateful to God that he's yet speaking. You and I are privileged when we think about even in his suffering, Jesus was always fulfilling the work that was assigned to him. And when you look at his, at his work and you look at the conversation we see in this text, I looked at this text, and one of the things that I was thankful for is the conversation between this one thief, but actually I was also intrigued by the conversation of the other thief. I thought about the fact, brothers and sisters, that when you think about the conversation, it turned into a prayer request, a petition that God would do something for this repentant thief. And brothers, what I want to tell you tonight, brothers and sisters, is I believe that prayer is in order at any time and in any place. And this good news for us because sometimes in our desperation and sometimes when we are going through some of our most difficult times, Seems that when we don't even feel that we are even equipped to pray, 
I love this particular text because it shows us that no matter how bad you are, no matter how rough it looks, no matter if it gets to the end of the road, I want to just say this to all of us. It's not over until God says it's over. This text reminds us that you can't rule out anybody when it comes to the power of God. You can't rule out his ability to save a person no matter how bad they've been in life. No matter how bad they are, no matter how bad you think they are. I love this text because our Lord is fulfilling his work. He's actually doing what he's always done. He's talking to another sinner. And I want to tell you the position for us as believers, never forget that our position until Jesus comes back, always leave a window open for sinners. Amen. Always leave it open and never, and perhaps you may have somebody in your life and it looks like that they are beyond salvation. I want to tell you, don't rule anybody out. Because our God has the power to save men and women, even if they're on death row. Amen. And you look at this text, brothers and sisters, I'm, 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 I'm blessed today because not only is prayer in order at all times, but prayer can be accepted at all times. Uh, you, you, you understand the text. You look at what's happening. You understand that you can pray anytime, any prayer, but what I pray anytime. But I also like the fact that when we pray, the Lord is always near. That bless me. That bless me. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to God because when you look at this text, I'm grateful for these two men. And I don't rule them out. I don't criticize them. They are criminals. You see, one, the Bible says that these men are hanging on the cross with Jesus Christ. He's in the middle. One is on the left. One is on the right. But there's something, Dr. Hunt, that really uh, uh, attracted, attracted me that helped me understand what this other thief saw. It said that there was a superscription that read, that here is the king of the Jews. Now, the Roman officials, they meant that to mock the Lord. But here's the thing that you and I should shout glory for is that the Lord knows how to confound the wisdom of the wise. He uses their foolishness to turn it all around to manifest the fact that even though they meant to put our Lord to public shame, Jesus was just going into his kingdom. I wish I had somebody. He, he was king even though any king who was put in public shame and was put out in public view, it meant that they had lost their kingdom. But brothers and sisters, the joy that I have today, they didn't know what you and I know. That even though they thought that our king, our Lord, had lost his kingdom, later on they will find out that every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. 
When you look at this one thief, my brothers and sisters, it reminds me this one thief, when you hear him talking to our Lord, he is always bargaining. There's a difference between a proposition and a prayer. Because you see this one man, the text says, one of the criminals who were hanged and railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. This man shows us the depravity of men. Some, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, men who are depraved, it doesn't matter what condition they are in, they are dying and don't know they're dying. He's close to Jesus. He's, he's close to salvation. But instead of him receiving Jesus Christ, he is still resorting to his old behavior. He's depraved. He's trying to proposition Jesus Christ. All he wants to do, really, my brothers and sisters, is to save himself. Oh, I wish I had a witness. And that's the idea sometimes when you think about men and you think about women. Sometimes people don't realize that the person who truly needs the help is the person who's always trying to proposition God. Always bargaining with God. Lord, if you get me out of this thing, I won't do it no more. Lord, if you just get me out of this drunken stupor, I can't hardly get home. But that's just people propositioning God. Unless y'all be too holy tonight, I propositioned God before in my life. I've, I've asked God, I've said to God, if you do this for me, I won't do this no more. But all I was doing was lying but trying to get the upper hand on God. But I want to tell you, how many of y'all know God knows everything? He knows the difference between a proposition and a prayer. And brother, that's good news today because a lot of us, when we pray, sometimes we're trying to bargain with God. But when you pray, you're telling God what you need. You're thankful to God and you're asking God for requests, but you believe in God. He didn't believe in God. He, 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 he must have read the superscription and he tries to bargain with God and says, Lord, if you are who you say you are, you know, you know, uh, I would like to be free one more time. I, I'd like to get out of this mess. He, he's dead, but he doesn't know he's dead. Can I share this with you, brothers and sisters? The depravity, one of the things that we have to be thankful for is that our Lord came for the depravity of man. This man still had a chance to be saved. I wish I had, because Jesus came for him too. But, 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 but this man didn't realize he was dying. He didn't realize, he did not see Jesus as this other man saw Jesus. Because when you see this other thief, my brothers and sisters, he shows us something else. He shows us something that really blessed me because my Bible tells me, but therefore uh, this other thief, he says, listen, he's another criminal. He's hanged there. And he says, oh, he says, but the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God? The Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. And I thought about this particular point here that, that really blessed me. There are people 
who claim salvation, who are in church, who don't have feel like this man. This man really feared God. He, he says, listen, don't you fear God? The way you're talking, it's like you don't fear God. And we have to really watch our behavior. Because sometimes our behavior is a good indication of what we feel about God or how we feel about God. There's an amen belongs there. Sometimes we, we treat God as if we don't have any fear of him, of what God is capable of doing. People are in church and disrespecting the house of God. We'd rather look at social media than look at our Bible. I wish I had a witness. We, we'd, we'd, rather, we'd rather talk about everything in the house of God while God is speaking. I wish I had one witness in the room. He, he, and you ought, to just, you ought to be able to ask somebody, do you fear God? Because when you fear God, there's some things you just won't do. And there's some conversations you just won't have. Because when you look at him and you think about who he is, there's some things you just cannot do. This man said, listen, what's wrong with you? Don't you fear God? That, that really, when you think about it, brothers and sisters, he says, he says, you, brother, you, you really, you're, you're, you're not understanding. Don't you fear God? But then he says this, I, I admit my guilt. He says, we are under the same condemnation. Brother, we, we, we're dying. And it seems like if you're on death row, if you're on the last row, you know, sometimes people say, you know, at least before you check out, wish I had a witness, you at least check in before you check out. And if death row is the last resort, at least pray then. I, I wish I had a witness. At least don't be a fool all your life. Amen. At least when you're dying, have an open confession. If you're on your way out, don't play Russian roulette with your life. He says, we are under condemnation. We are about to die. But did you not know that we are dying too? <laughs> what is your life? Nothing but a vapor. You can be here today and gone tomorrow. I think I'm talking to somebody. You can leave this place and ever all is well when you leave. We look good with our Sunday morning, our Sunday morning stuff on now. But the truth be told, none of us know when it's our last time. And this man is 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 on the cross, but he has awareness and says, "I'm I'm 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 looking at Jesus because when you when you look at it, brothers and sisters, he." shows me something. He said, don't you fear God? We're on the same condemnation. But, but I like what he says in verse 41. And we indeed justly. For we are receiving the due rewards of our deeds. In other words, I'm wrong. I'm, we're getting what we deserve. We 
We've been, we've been criminals all our lives. We've been, we've been doing wrong all our lives. We've been, we've been, we, we, we understand that when they pronounced us guilty, we were indeed guilty. We don't, we don't know, we don't know, but we know that we are guilty. Do, do, do we know we're guilty? I said, do we know we're guilty? I always mess church people up. I said, do we know we're guilty? You, you may not have stolen anything, but you're guilty of something. Amen. You deserve a sentence. I don't care what it is. You, you may not have committed adultery, but you're guilty of something. You're guilty, guilty of something. Amen. And I, this mess church people up. I mean, because, because we so, we're so busy defining the order of sin. Amen. If you do this, you worse than I am. If you do that, then I'm then I'm better than you are. And and if you don't do this, I'm this and that. And but the, the truth be told, all sin is sin. All have sin and come short of the glory of God. We're all guilty. This man said something that every every repentant person should say. I'm guilty. Whenever you confess sin, means that you confess something that you're guilty of. <laughs> he says, he says, we are guilty. He said, but this man, this man, he looks to Jesus. And somehow he sees something in Jesus. Because, because when you look at it, brothers and sisters, that's really what it is in life because it doesn't matter how, how far you go in life. It's sometimes you've got to understand and until you see Jesus for who he is, you can just be a church attender. You can just be a person. But, but, but when you really see Jesus, there's a surrendering of your will. I wish I had that. There's a surrendering of where you've been and how you've thought about things. And, and it doesn't matter what you've done in life. Somehow or another, when you see Jesus, you see yourself. And when you see Jesus, you find out that, 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 that he has done nothing wrong. I, I tell you why I thank God for that. Because I know for a fact that Jesus... That, that I find no fault in him. He is innocent. He is sinless. He who knew no sin became sin offering for you and I. And I love this, my brothers and sisters, because it makes me rejoice when I think about the fact that Jesus did something for you and I. He who knew no, but you got to recognize that. I've got to recognize that, and I've got to see him hanging on that cross. Is he, is he? Is he, is he the king they've been talking about? He, is this the king that he's been, been, he's been talking about? But I saw something that really blessed me, and I got to give you this. I like what this thief does because it, in, in his prayer, he turns around, he rebukes his fellow criminal brother, and then he petitions Jesus Christ. This is what, this is what I believe he did. He took his eyes off his cross. And put his eyes on the cross. 
I wish I had it. Where is he? He, put, he takes his eyes off his cross. And can I tell you what you and I need to do in life? We've got to take our eyes off our crosses and the, our troubles and our, our travails in life. And you've got to put your eyes on Jesus. Well, bearing something, he, he comes to Jesus. Lord is what he does. He said he's done nothing wrong, and then he looks at Jesus, and he says, Jesus, remember me. He ain't been, he hadn't been in church long. <laughs> Didn't know much, but he knew how to talk. Y'all not saying amen, he didn't. Wasn't no melody. Now, Lord, here I am with my bowed down head. Oh, yeah. Knee bend and body bend. He didn't have time for that. He's in pain. All, all he needed, he said, he looked to Jesus, and all he said, that's all he knew. He said, Lord, remember me. He, he said, Lord, when you get into your kingdom, all I want you to do is do a recall. I wish I had somebody. Remember this conversation that you and I had and just remember me. He didn't do like James and John and ask for a seat. I wish one on the right and one on the left. All he said was, Lord, when you get into your kingdom, I ain't got nobody. I, I feel like shouting this today. All he says is, Lord, remember me. He says, remember me. When you get into your kingdom. Now, I just read to you. That was a superscription that said, look here, this is the king of the Jews. Now, I'm going to tell you what he did. He had more religion than James and John. I wish I had somebody. He, he had more awareness than Peter. I wish I had somebody. He had more awareness than people who had been walking with him a long time. Because he looked at the Bible scriptures. He looked at the superscription. It said, this is the king. Y'all ain't shouting back at me. I said, this is the king. If you could shout at me, say, this is the king. He, he said, this is the king. And he says, I know people who have kingdoms can call shots. Yes, <laughs> I wish I had somebody. When you get into your kingdom, yes, remember me. I like that. That's the only prayer he prays. He said, Lord, when you get into your kingdom, remember. That's all he prayed. I'm telling you the power of prayer. You don't, you don't, you don't need a melody. You don't need to say a whole lot of words. Somebody help me say amen. You don't, you don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to have nobody say amen with you. I, they don't even have to say amen. All you got to do is get in touch with the Lord. All you got to do is seek him while he may be found. I wish I had a witness. And the Lord will hear you and the Lord will answer our prayers. I need to ask a question. Has there anybody besides me ever had to call on God and the Lord heard you and remembered your prayer request? Whenever he answers something, he does a recall. 
He remembers what you and I talked about. And, and they're, not, they're not like God. They're not, they're, it's not like God doesn't know uh, uh, what we're saying, but he wants to hear us say it. But I like this. Can I give you a nugget? He does something that you and I refuse to do. He asks. I ain't got nothing deep, but it's right there. It's right here. I said he asked. Ask. Somebody shout ask. Now listen, listen to me. I said ask. What are you praying for? You ain't got to jump through no aisles. Somebody shout, just ask. Can I tell you how the Bible describes it? Ask, and it shall be given. I wish I had a Bible. We would seek, and ye shall what? Knock. I like knock. Because sometimes folk are in the house and they don't hear the knock. We shall have somebody. What? And when you know they're in the house, guess what you keep doing? I wish I, I know you're in there. I know you're at home. I, I just talked to you the other day. Come on, Jesus. Answer my knock. Oh, I want to run in here. I want to run. Can, can y'all give me some room? I, all you got to do is ask. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know if you publicly or privately ever asked. I don't care how long you've been in church. But I need to know, have you really asked Jesus to remember you? Have you asked him to come into your life? Amen. I know, I know, I'm not talking about membership. I'm saying, have you asked the Lord to come in and, and, and walk with you and talk with you and live with you and you live with him? I, I don't have nothing deep. I said ask. That's what he did. He, he, said, he said, Lord, didn't he ask? <laughs> when you get into your kingdom, <laughs> do a recall. I know you're able. But, but I can't waste words here because this is a school of education. When you get into your what? Kingdom. So anybody's got a kingdom must be a king. <laughs> I, I wish I had a witness. He, he says, he said, Lord, when you get into your kingdom, I know you able. I'm done. I said, I know you able. But all I want you to do, God, is remember me. But I love God. He knows how to answer prayer. I said, I, I said, I love God because he knows how to answer prayer trying to see if I can get you to help me. I said, I love God because he knows how to answer prayer. I like what the old folks said. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. I like the fact that God answers prayer. And I like the fact that it's not over until God says it's over. And some of us ought to raise our hand. It's never too late to ask God. And I like what the Lord said. He said, you know what I want to tell you this day? Thou shalt be with me in paradise. He said, you know what? In a few moments, I'm going to heaven and this day, 
Uh, well, you don't have to wait until tomorrow. You don't have to wait until you finish new members orientation class. You don't have to wait until somebody shake your hand. He says, all you got to do is take my word for it. This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Just reminds me, one day you and I go crack the sky. One day the Lord is going to deliver us. One day we're going to die one day. And the Bible says absent from the body means present with the Lord. Just lets me know, brothers and sisters, it's not going to take long for the Lord to do what he can do for us. He said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. I just want to ask one question. I'm going home now. How many of you know for a fact that you're on your way to heaven? I know you got a, 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 a spirit in your mind where you understand that this day, no matter what day it is, this is a day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice in this day and be glad in it. And no matter what goes on in my life, I'm going to give God praise today. Because I understand that where I am, I'll be with the Lord. I remember the things that God told us, my brothers and sisters. He said, let not your heart be troubled, but you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you so. I go to repair a place for you, and where I am, there you may be also. Can you say amen? I just want you to grab somebody and say, do you have a testimony that when I crack the sky, when I leave this place, I'll see Jesus, whatever that does not yet appear, what I shall be, but when I see Jesus, I'll be just like him. Can you say amen? Now, hallelujah in the house. Can you help me give him praise today? If you're saved today, why don't you raise your hand and say, Lord, I thank you that a long time ago I asked you to come in and you came in my life. Yes, he did. Thank God, all right. If you love the Lord, raise your hand and say, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. As long as I live in trouble will rise, I'll hasten to his throne. Can you shout, yeah?